Welcome to the Man Under Construction podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate each and every one of you who take the time to listen wherever you're at right now. If you're still having to go to work or you're at home quarantined, the fact that you took the time to hear what today's podcast is all about, I really appreciate that. And I want to say a special thank you to you guys and girls out there. And before I go on, I always like to thank God for bringing me here once again, for giving me the chance to be here. And I also want to thank my wife who supports me every step of the way and she stands by my side as I do the work for Man Under Construction. A little bit of news I have shared before on previous podcasts and on Instagram. There is a YouTube channel now for Man Under Construction and I hope that you'll subscribe and follow it and engage with it too. I will be sharing more content on there. I'm relatively new to the platform so I'm trying to figure out video editing as I've only worked on on audio editing but I'll be working on that as well. So I'll be posting the link down below and feel free to subscribe, to follow, to share the content out there. I will be doing more stuff around that platform. And also, I've had questions about how to support Man Under Construction. There is a Patreon account that will be in the link down below. If you support my work and support what I'm doing here, feel free to support Man Under Construction through that avenue. So like I said, there'll be a link down below. So to get to what the podcast is all about today. These two individuals have had an indirect influence over my life. During the dark dark times in my life, their talent and their passion helped me to make it another day. I'm honored to have these two special individuals here on the podcast, and I won't delay it any further. This is going to be a podcast for you guys to get to know the individuals who are, those of you who are fans of The Letter Black, this is an in-depth look at who they are. They are just two regular individuals following their passion and what, and following what they're led to do what they're called to do so without any more delay here is mark and sarah from the letter black i'm very excited today here on the man under construction podcast i have two very special guests and they have been a part of my journey on recovery to be a better man they have been by my side unknowingly they've been by my side but their music has inspired me during some of the darkest times of my life I, I, re- I recall being alone and, and just filled with guilt and shame and, and just hurting from the stuff that I had that I have uh, gone through and I've shared on the podcast and on Instagram. But when I played some of their songs, when I re- even recited some of the lyrics of some of the songs, they put me in a better place, better mindset than where I found myself. So their music has been tremendously inspiring in those dark places. And I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I am excited to have Sarah and Mark from The Letter Black. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having us. We're yeah. excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I've noticed that on, on Facebook and, and on Instagram, you're doing a kind of like get to know the band kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to extend that, that thought or that, uh, what you're doing with that as far as getting people to know you. Could you let us know a little bit about yourself, who you guys are, how did you get started, what inspired The Letter Black? If you can uh, share a little bit of details about that. Yeah, um, we go way back. So Mark and I met in 04 and became friends in 04. We were on the worship team at the church where we were at. He played guitar and I was singing and we became friends that way. Mm-hmm. And in 05, the beginning of 05 in January, we started dating That's and how it creating... Happens. I know, right? And creating music. We were actually writing together and spending all that time together as friends in the studio 
and writing is what made us realize, hey, we have a lot in common. He's really cute. <laughs> you know, all, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the pieces were coming together. So it kind of happened, music, writing, and recording, and our relationship kind of all grew in at the same time. Yeah. Um, 05, we started dating, and we continued to write music. It was all worship to begin with. We yeah. started out writing worship music. Um, kind of for our church. And then in 07, we got married and the music got heavier and heavier. Yeah, from 05 on. Yeah. So he did not grow up in church. I grew up in church. So I was like totally fine with all the, you know, worship style or contemporary style mm -hmm. of music. But he's like, I love rock and roll. It is in my blood. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I did not grow up in church. I want nothing to do with Christians. I have a long story, but, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, listening to Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, Marilyn Manson, you know, Nirvana, anything you can think of that was just against everything possible, you know, Rage Against the Machine, everything. That <laughs> total was rebel. Total vulgar, anything you could find that was rebellious. Um, that was me. Yeah. So. so musical influences, you know, stem from that. Um, and. I have, I, I like rock. I like metal. I also like pop and I like country. I really love country, good country, I, like um, more modern country. I'm not like the old, old, old school country. I'm like, I like the new. She's not a Hank Williams fan. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I am. But total, total deal. But I even like total jazz. Total deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I do. I listen to jazz. I love Miles Davis. I mean, we draw influence from oh, yeah, a lot of places. everywhere yeah. but hone it in on rock because let's face it rock and roll is awesome you know yeah, it is it's, it's just it's, epic. A, it's a good release and it's a good genre to talk about more real stuff yes if Sub that even makes substance. sense yeah yeah, yeah. totally i know it might that sound it weird them. yeah it might sound weird to think oh rock you can talk about this stuff more easily but you can than other genres. It just doesn't fit as well in other genres to talk about well, real life crap. Let's say. Yeah, pop and country kind of limits you on certain things, and I love. You gotta talk about genres. love songs. You gotta talk about your boyfriend. You gotta talk about your dogs. You gotta talk about you know all the good stuff, right? Yeah, all the happy stuff. Even if it's bad though, that's it's, what you gotta talk about. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, there's no real struggle. Yeah, but with rock, it seems. As far as as far back as rock has gone, people have just felt like you know we can just talk real talk, yeah. and and so you know I think that we're all kind of drawn to honesty and yeah. being able to do that through music and let it all out and just have it released it it feels good. So yeah. we ended up there. Um, we started our very first tour was in the beginning of two thousand eight in January. Mm -hmm. And we weren't signed or anything. Um, we went in the studio for the first time in what? 2006. 2006. December. Finished at 07. But I don't think those songs ever did anything either. They got released. We released it. Did they? Stand. Oh, that was the album Stand when we were called Breaking the Silence. Mm -hmm. So that's a, some people know about it. Some people don't. But that was our very first record. Um, and then we signed to Tooth and Nail in 2009 and recorded our first record in Seattle in 2009. Um, and Matt Beal was the bassist then. He, he's been with us from the beginning. Yeah, he since was, 2004. Yeah, because he was at the church where we were too. 
So the three of us have been together since 04, basically, 05. So 16 years. Yeah, for forever. Yeah. Um, And let's see, what else? So we recorded in 09, and then we got the Skillet Tour, which was huge. That really helped launch our career. That really helped introduce us to a ton of people, and that's how a lot of people met us um, for the first time, was on the fall Skillet Tour of 09. And then it went so well, we did it again in the beginning of 2010. And that was with... That was with Red as well. Red and Skillet. Yeah, the first one was Decipher Down, Hawk Nelson, and Skillet and Us. So both times, great. And both big tours and both, you know, hugely launching us and getting people to know us. Yeah. So that was great. And I think that's where I actually... The picture is when you were touring Mm -hmm. with Red. I think it might have been. And um, you came... I'm not sure if you even recall this, but you came down to the tip of Texas, like right across Mexico in Edinburgh, Texas. I'm sure we have. We've, we've done looked, that a lot of times. We've waved at Mexico many times. <laughs> yeah. Was it close to Corpus Christi or where was it? Uh, it was, I think it, it's uh, two hours away from Corpus Christi. Okay. Further down. Further, Further down. down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been at the, at the edge of, of Texas on like kind yeah. of all over the bottom yeah. of Texas. Texas yeah. is a great state for us. Yeah, we love Texas. Yeah, yeah Texas we could, rocks. We could tour for a couple of weeks in Texas. Yeah, that's and great. we've done lots of festivals in Texas too. And that's what we started doing after the tours. We started doing all these summer festivals too, mm-hmm. which a lot of people met us then. Yeah. I do recall one. It was called 40 Fest in Dallas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I and I just, I didn't get to meet you guys then, but I do remember that Sarah was about to pass out because it was so hot. I think she I'm said, sure listen, I was. I got a great story about that show. So we're on our way. Our tour manager stops to get gas <sighs> and leaves my wallet on the gas tank. Oh, like, man. Doesn't but realize. doesn't realize it. So we had to drive. How, we drove how, for two hours, and I said, hey, where's my wallet? I thought oh, it was man. even longer than two and hours. My, I don't know, but we had to drive two hours back to get it, and then <laughs> drive, drive there. All the way back. So we literally got at 40 Fest 15 minutes before we were supposed to play. It was mass chaos. Talk about like, a whirlwind. Throwing yes. stuff out. Every band helped us out, like hands on deck, throwing all our crap up, um, helping us out. There was no sound check, so it was just like, and wing it. Let's go. And here we go. So, <laughs> yeah, um, lots of fun stories like that. Yeah. Lots of good oh, yeah. stories. The, but it, I remember that awesome. festival because um, I remember a guy came up to us at that festival. I remember this exactly because there was a huge line for signing, and the guy came up, and I had to stop the line because you know sometimes when it's like a thousand people, you're trying to just be polite yeah. and sign. And it's hard because it's that's where I like to interact with people. Yeah, we love talking to people. Yeah. We love going out after the show and talking to all to some, the people who want to talk to us. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's what we, why we do what we do. It's yeah. not just to give you music. It's to connect with you. Yes. Kind mm-hmm. of figure out, you know, why do, you know, just why we do what we do. But anyway, uh, this guy stopped us. And I remember he told me he um, lost his daughter, was going to commit suicide, and told us all about hanging on by a thread and how it brought him back. And all kinds of stuff. And I, I remember that was the show that it was at mm-hmm. um, very, very vividly. And yeah. can, I, can I ask something about that? Like, I know how I feel when, when through the page, Man Under Construction, when a guy sends me a message, it's like, man, I've drawn so much inspiration from the things that you've shared. Yeah. I can relate yeah. to so much stuff. It warms my heart. Like, it, yeah. it gives yeah. you uh, it gives that us extra renewed boost. energy. Yeah, yeah, to keep going. How, how is it like when you heard that? Like, what is, what are you guys feeling or what? What uh, goes through your mind when you hear stuff like that? 
Well, something like that, but that situation is really bizarre because here it is, he lost his daughter. Um, just really tough consoling somebody. Um, and then let alone, you know, and it's awesome that a three minute and 30 second song helped save him from taking his life. Um, and I think so many times for me, that's a big deal. And, and so many times, you know, when you, when you're, when you're on a big label, cause we were on EMI slash tooth and nail. So EMI handled the mainstream side and tooth and nail handled the Christian side. And everybody's always worried about the hits. Where's the hits? We're, you know, everybody's so worried about the songs and, and the hits and what the words are saying and all this and meaning, you know, you don't want them to be too Christian and all this stuff. You get pulled in so many directions. So yeah. when you hear something like that, that's when you know that in lack of a better term, you're just pretty much giving the label the middle finger and saying, let me do what God <laughs> has called me to do because this is why we did it because of this, not yeah. because of album sales and everything else that I know looks good on paper, but that's not why we do it. No, it's, it comes to the heart of what we do. And in those moments, I think to myself, this is why yeah. we do it. This is yeah. why we have sleepless nights. This is why we drive, you know, 13 yes. hours, 18 hours, You don't do it for the money. Let me straight. tell you that. You're no. not doing it for the money. Because no. <laughs> there's no big money there. No. It's for um, the people who yeah. are hugely affected by it and whose lives are changed. When you actually touch someone's life, like yeah. actually touch it, and you've changed them permanently in a way, and they tell you that, it's huge. Yeah. And I think that the weight of the responsibility also needs to be realized then too, because yeah, it's fun, and yeah, you can just write whatever, and yeah, you can say whatever, but you have to remember too, you know, you have the opportunity to either make a difference or waste it. Yeah. So I don't want to ever waste it, you know, yeah. but you can do it in a fun way, in an you awesome can. way. You can and do you usually it with get distortions. Yes. You usually <laughs> get one chance with somebody. So if someone hears a song, you have one chance to really connect with them. Because mm -hmm. after that, they're done. You got one chance to really and connect. Can with I tell someone. you something? That's also why we hugely support all other bands like there's some bands who are really like oh you know we're we're um whatever like similar so we're gonna fight against each other and we're gonna try and not support them because you know i want to do better than them yeah. we are not like that because guess what there's people who don't like us that's fine great there are so many other great bands go check them out yeah. because you might love them yes i don't care if you don't like us that's fine Yes. I don't like all bands. I don't expect you to like that. No. You, you know and and I mean? a lot of people want to say saying that is because it's girlfriended. So there's always that like comparison, Evanescence, Flyleaf. Oh, you mean Para from a, you're talking about a female fronted band. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of those comparisons. Like I don't care who's bigger than us or sells more records or anything like that. Like I like a lot of those bands. Mm -hmm. Like I just do. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. They should all support each other. Mm -hmm. There should never well, and be I've, a... I've been meant, like, we we promoted um, Red today, and we support, yeah. we'd push Disciple. We would push Skillet. We would support, like, go check this out. Go check that out. Yeah, they if just it's something I believe it. in, I'll push it. Yeah, yeah. If it's Absolutely. stuff we, yeah, like you said, if it's stuff we believe in, if it's stuff we know, like, the people behind it have good hearts, you yeah. know, then we love to support them. You know, in an odd van here, I'll just throw this out there, because one, you would not probably think we would support... Um, you know, more, it's way more on the mainstream side is like seven dust, but we know those guys and like awesome people, awesome people. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I'd support them any day. Like mm-hmm. Lejean, the lead singer, awesome man. Um, There's a, a lot of really good hearted people out yeah, there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we should all stick together and support yeah, really. each other. <laughs> I know. We're starting to go a little deep in here. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting really profound on me. And uh, (laughs) before we go on, actually, if you don't mind sharing, only if you feel comfortable, you said you didn't grow up in church, uh, Mark. Mm -hmm. And uh, would you mind sharing your testimony in regards to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my grandmother actually came from, uh, so my grandfather came from Syria, uh, Middle Eastern, and uh, my grandmother is firstborn generation. and then, of course, when when those two met, my mom mm-hmm. is firstborn generation. So, um, you know, I, 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 you know, strong ties, Middle East. My whole family's from Damascus. Um, I still have family in Damascus. You know, it's the only Christian part of Syria. Yeah. And when I was young, the first time I ever went to church that I can remember is when I was in eighth grade. Um, you know, my grandmother was very religious. She had a, a strong relationship with Jesus. Um, but my mom, you know, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why, but just didn't never really went to church and, uh, went to church in eighth grade when I was in youth group is how I started. It was actually, you know, from not going to church to first time ever going in is youth group. And it's a Pentecostal church is a big, huge change from nothing to that. Actually, I go to um, a Pentecostal church. So, so we still do. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was an it was assembly of God church and we go and I, I show up. And first day, they say, hey, we need a drummer. Everybody left for school. So I said, oh, yeah, I play drums. So I'm automatically right then. I'm in the band. And I don't know. God, I know nothing. Like, and, and he was real awesome. The youth pastor was great who was there. Um, he was there for about six months. And then he left, and he didn't care. Like, I would wear Marilyn Manson T-shirts, <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff, just bizarre, whatever you can think of, just filthy, and never cared like never said a word. He was just so glad I was there and he knew God was working. And when he left, another youth pastor came in and he just shot everything at me. Like they had this big, huge CD burning. We had to burn all of our records. There weren't Christian records. Well, I didn't even own a Christian record first off. Yeah. Uh, let's just be honest. Cause the, the thing that was cool back then was DC talk. And, and at, back then when I'm listening to nine inch nails, and Limp biscuit, Not comparable. Okay. But yeah. Like, they're like, oh, this sounds like Nirvana. I said, no, it does not sound like Nirvana. You don't know what Nirvana sounds like. This does not sound like Nirvana. I promise you. Jesus Freak does not sound like Nirvana. But, um. And we love DC Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it that. I meant, but being, being yeah. in eighth grade, that you were not meeting me where I was, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that being said, you know, and I didn't know about some of the other bands, and I don't think they did. Like, I didn't know about Striper. I didn't know. Petra. You know, any of these other bands. Yeah, Petra. I didn't know about them. So, but anyway, Blood Good's another one too. Um, oh, that's old school. You're kicking Yeah, it is old school. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I didn't know about any of that stuff. So anyway, it turned me off when he told me I had to burn all of my CDs. And I told him, I said, listen, I understand like Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel. Okay. Death Metal. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but you're telling me I'm going to go to hell because I'm listening to the Beatles and the Beatles Besides Metallica, that's my all-time favorite band is the Beatles. I love the Beatles. So he's like, well, no, you can't listen to doesn't glorify God. I said, well, then I'm going to burn in hell. That's fine. And I walked. And from that point on, I wanted nothing to do with Christians. I wanted nothing to do with church. I would appease my mom because she got saved. And she wanted me to go to church. So me and my stepdad would go to Catholic church. 
and I learned nothing. I mean, not anything bad with Catholicism. I just meant I got nothing out of it. I went in, I put in my time, and I left. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went to college that I really started to check my faith. Um, when I was going to college, I started going to a church because they needed a music director. And they talked to me. They knew I played music. Um, and that I was going to be going to school for music, which I ended up not doing. But I did go to school, college. But uh, he was talking to me. And I went checked out his church. And it was non-denominational. And I thought, hey, it's kind of like a Catholic church. <laughs> um, you know, it was non-threatening. Because every time I go to my mom's church, the, you know, the Assembly of God church, I'd always tell her, I was like, mom, I feel like garbage. Everything he says, I'm, I feel like crap. Like, I don't want to go here. And I just know, like, now, you know, that's the Holy Spirit. It had nothing to do with him. Yeah. But I didn't want to hear that stuff. So I started going to this church. As I'm in school, I checked every religion out because I wanted to prove Christianity wrong. I don't want to have to be held accountable to anyone or anything. Um, I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do and just disprove it. So, um, you know, growing up, I always kind of believed Jesus was God. But that's just because everybody kind of thinks that where we yeah. are. It's like if I grew up maybe in Syria, maybe not in Damascus, I might think that, you know, Muhammad was the Messiah because that's yeah. just what you're taught. So I dove into everything. So I, I bought a Quran. I've read the Quran inside and out. Um, I've checked out everything from Buddhism, Hinduism, um, every religion you can think of. Jehovah Witness, Mormons, everything, Christian science, Scientology. Um, and what I came down to, just even reading like the Encyclopedia Britannica, that gives 30,000 words of description of Jesus. If we were an inch further or closer to the sun, we'd burn up or freeze to death. Um, Roman documentation of the crucifixion of Jesus. Um, I can go on and on. I, mm -hmm. I can prove Jesus is real. The difference was, who do I say Jesus is? Um, and that came real to me when I started separating it all. And the difference between Christianity, meaning Catholicism and Protestant to every other religion is we're the only one who gives him deity. We're the only ones that say that he is the Messiah that, you know, to me, the three things we all have to believe in is the, is that Jesus is the only way, the Trinity and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Because without those three, you know, kind of disproves everything about Christianity. So I, I'll never forget it. It was on New Year's Eve of 2004 or 2003, turning into 2004. Um, I put in an old Pentecostal tape and it was um, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. It's like a play of two people were to die or three people were to die if they were saved or not. And mm -hmm. uh, just right there, I just confessed with my lips and believed in my heart that Jesus was Lord. I mean, Romans 10, 9. And uh, I just knew it. I knew the Bible that point like I knew it inside and out it was just who do I say he is and uh so I went from hating Christians like literally hating Christians to uh, becoming <laughs> one so uh, after trying to disprove it yeah after trying yeah. to disprove it it was so, kind yeah. of sounds like um you you also had to take a, a leap of faith like okay this yeah. is what yes this is what it's all about and yeah. it um that's what happens with a lot of people. They have to go through the whole process. They have to go through the whole cycle to really get to know who God is. I mean, you yeah. get you yes. get beyond the formalities and and the the programs and the schedules. The question yeah. is, do you have a relationship? 
Totally. Absolutely. Because if you don't, you're just a church goer, you know? And that's that's better than not going, absolutely, because at least you're hearing it and stuff. But um, there is a big difference that I think some people don't realize, especially people who 100% grew up in church. Yeah. You know, from they were a baby and their family always went and that's what they did. And so that's what we do. And I believe it and yay. But, you know, when it comes to actual daily life, you know, God has no say over my life. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, another aspect um, in both ways, whether unchurched or, you know, like me growing up 100 percent, you have to face. Why do you believe? Yes. Why do you believe it? If you can't answer like if someone asks you, why do you believe in Jesus? If you can't have an answer, yeah. you know, like you should probably do a little digging in the Bible and, and, and in your heart and figure out why you believe it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's called apologetics and you have to work it out and you, and you got to test your faith. I had, a, I had a talk with a young pastor the other day. He's a youth pastor. He said, oh, people nowadays, these young kids, all they do is question everything. I said, that's good. That's good. They should. And you should have the answer mm-hmm. for yeah. them. Yeah. They should question you mm-hmm. and you should be able to show them in love why you believe what you believe and why it says this. You have to show it to them. And at the same time, you can't make that decision for them. No. You just lead them to it. Yeah. And After that, it's out of your hands. You reminded me of something that I was reading and I won't go too far into it, but uh, it's kind of based on what you were telling me about. Uh, I read a book called uh, Love the Lord with All Your Mind. And I can't remember, I can't recall the author, but the, uh, the verse in the Bible is love the Lord with all your uh, mind, all your heart, with everything, er, every aspect of your human being, with every yeah. faculty that ties into uh, your, your being. So he, this book went into detail about the knowledge, like we should be intellectual Christians. Yes. As far as uh, knowing who God is. And, and like you said, being able to answer who yeah. when you are asked. So I, I, yeah, I definitely believe that we should, we should question, but also while we question, seek those, yes. seek those answers. So yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was just reading in my Bible study the other day, talking about the, you know, the fruit of the vine and stuff. And if, you know, a vine that's not bearing fruit versus the vine that is, you can tell, you know, the Christian by their fruit. So that's, you know, another thing too, another reason that I like to try and have the answers and, and be able to tell people, um, because if you can't answer, then there's no way you can be effective when push comes to shove, you know? Our five-year-old is down here trying to play legos that's right that, that that's what's real and that's why i wanted to do this this podcast because that's what's real. <laughs> and that's what you know that's what happens behind the scenes and behind yeah. music and what what's really amazing that i've been able to see you guys as of late is the fact that you're, you're real you you people are are you know husband and wife with, yeah. parents, with, with kids and that makes you even more relatable i think that aspect of it like it it, it kind of connects with people a lot more than just being yeah to, like being able to see people on a on a poster you know because I, I i recall having a letter black poster red poster pillar yeah so it, it's it's awesome to go beyond that and just to know that, that you uh you folks are our parents and you folks are we are <laughs> and it's so funny because our firstborn 
Good night, baby. Good night. Our firstborn, we toured with him. He's been in six different countries and all 48 consecutive, you know, combined states. So oh, wow. he's a little traveler, a little world traveler. <laughs> he just a, doesn't remember any well of it. He's well-traveled. Yes, he is. He, yep. he, his room is filled with all those stamps of all the places he's been. His passport is. He doesn't remember <laughs> any of it, but his passport is. So to, to go on, I, I know that I don't, I, I kind of got Mark here off guard and, and no, you're fine <laughs> with the question I, and he went in deeper and I really appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability to be able to share that. And yeah. I hope and pray that it touches someone out there that, you know, yeah. stops, stops right and checks out the podcast. So uh, you guys did hanging on by a thread and then where do we, where do we go from there? Uh, okay, so Hanging On By A Thread, and then the next record was Rebuild. Rebuild, yes. So on Hanging On By A Thread, we started to break into the mainstream side of things. Okay. So we did a tour with uh, a band called 12 Stones. Um, and that I kind of started. Them. Okay, and that kind of started us up into the mainstream world. Rebuild came out. We toured with uh, TFK and Love and Death and did that tour. And then right after that tour, we went into a tour with Pop Evil. A mainstream band mm -hmm. and then sick puppies and then we had a tour in 2014 and this is what kind of halted the letter black was yeah, it was uh, a big it was a huge tour it was us and uh oh my goodness pretty I, reckless I, pretty reckless thank you mm -hmm. i remember her name i couldn't remember the band, name of the band um and that would have really kind of took us we all believe in, into another world in the mainstream world and uh she canceled the, the tour two days yeah, oh, man. two or three days. Two, two or, three or three days. days. We had merch. Oh yeah, all like this custom merch. merch, like yes. ten, like ten thousand, like a I'd lot. Say at least 10, of, yeah, like a lot of money in the merch, and yeah. it just went. Eh. Everything did. And Stop. I remember I called my manager and I told him I quit. <laughs> I was done because we turned down another huge tour. It was oh. it was a uh, it was a revolver, women of rock tour. Yeah, women of rock tour, which would have been epic. Yeah, and it was like us, Lacuna Coil, and. Uh, sick puppies and we turned it down because this pretty reckless store was going to be bigger than that and then it was and then like it didn't happen. yeah then none of it happened so i was like me and her both looked at each other i said you want another kid she said yeah okay good we're done i'm done <laughs> i'm done i was so mad i just remember being so mad and, and i'm gonna be honest and that's with you, where our second child came from uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i'll tell you something we needed a break because we were starting to get a little jaded just in the music industry a little bit. The yeah, Christian music industry. At that point, we had been touring so hard and so consistently, and it just it, it wears you down. Yeah. It really does. It's great, and mm -hmm. we love it, and I'm sure everybody else who does it loves it too, but you get to a point where you're, like, really beat up and you're really worn down um, just emotionally, physically. You're, you know, you're sleeping in crazy conditions and showering, you know, at, at rest stops sometimes, and it's just – it is not glamorous. Like mm -hmm. we're talking rock and roll people. We are not pop stars who have like <laughs> bukus of money. We're rock and rollers. So it's, um, it's different. So you get worn down. So yeah, I think a little and, refresh. And we were worn needed. down from the label. The label really beat us up Yeah. at the end there. And it was just kind of a, cause they were kind of going through a transition too. A lot so of yes. they, let's just say weren't giving artists the attention that was needed yep. to yeah. have appropriate support. We'll yes. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And it was odd too. Cause at that time 
EMI was liquidated and capital bought EMI out. So we no longer had the mainstream support and it was all tooth and nail and tooth and nail really never had a band like us, meaning they've had success on the mainstream side from um, hardcore bands like Demon Hunter, um, Under Oath, Norma Jean, bands that all they do is scream and it's like metal. Super heavy, yeah. um, but when you're talking modern rock, they've never broke it. So, and we were breaking it. And that second record, they had no idea what to do. They, and, and there's nothing against them. They just didn't know what to do. And because, I think they were going through so many transitions internally as well that mm -hmm. it just... <laughs> yeah, so after that, I was like, all right, Tooth and Elm, we're done. Yeah. No, there's no more, no more Letter Black records for you. We are done. And, so, and that's, that's what happens yeah. with, with a lot of people. They don't know, like, behind the scenes. They only see, you know, yeah, the, pretty, exactly. the pretty concerts and, and the yeah. things that are happening on stage. But there's a lot of turmoil behind all these, all these crazy things. It's a business. Yeah. It's a business. It's a business, it's a a business on wheels. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. I mean... You know, you go we have into payroll, it. we have to pay yeah. like, payroll taxes. Yeah, yeah, taxes. I can't even tell you about taxes. Taxes are <laughs> ridiculous for a band. But honestly, nobody goes into it thinking, I'm starting up a business. This is my business startup. Yeah. But you are. Or that you're yeah. going to be the bus driver and you're going to change the oil on the bus and ordering merch, keeping up with media, <laughs> brake like, lines, whatever it might be. Yeah, literally everything. That's that sounded a little too personal there, Mike. Yeah, break very personal. That, that, There's no doubt. That, that kind of, I, I kind of. He sense, has been covered in oil. Yes. I kind of sense so, a little, uh, a little bitterness towards the break uh, line there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just messing. No, you are, you are on point. Yeah, you're on point. Um, yeah, so you know, people don't. They see us on stage. Yeah. And they see us in pictures, and they mm -hmm. see us, in, you know, in videos. Yeah, but that's just uh what? Just a we always said it's that's a uh, 45 minutes out of the 24 hours in a day yeah, you know right. so there's a lot that goes into it that people don't see yeah. but we love it and so that's why we keep coming back to it you know we had our second kid and again felt like all this inspiration and all this you know music inside of us and and he started writing again all you know guitar stuff and songs and and that's kind of where the third album came mm -hmm. eventually yeah so what when did you start writing for that like 2016 i started yeah we took pretty much like two years straight off just... now did we have shows at that time i can't even remember did, weren't we in doing 17 shows? we did 17 yeah 17 we did shows yeah and we love how pain turned out the third mm -hmm. record it was something like we had never done before we kind of was this one um self-funded yes yeah, yeah so we did a kickstarter right yeah, yeah I, I do recall uh something of that nature that you guys yes. kickstarter we did we one. got a kickstarter we had fan support which was awesome yeah a lot um, of fan support yeah and we decided to go heavier on this the on the pain record because mm -hmm. consistently the biggest voices that we heard, the people who actually spoke up said, we love the heavy songs. We love the screaming. We love, you know, and as you heard earlier, his inspirations and hit the bands that he listened to growing yeah. up are mm -hmm. of the heavier, you know. Yeah, the corn. Nine Inch Nails yeah. and stuff. So we're like, we have no label. We have we no can, one telling us what to do. We can do whatever we want. Do whatever you, want <laughs> you were kids at a candy store. Yeah, it was, and that's that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I definitely took it to the extreme, but it was fun. 
It was. It was fun. And so many people love it. So that's fun to see. Oh, yeah. I got some I got some of the songs that off, off of that album on my regular rotation. So I what, love it, too. What, what is your favorite one off that, off the Pain record? <sighs> is it Pain or is it... What's the other? Last day that I cared. Yeah, last day that I cared. Last day that I cared. I was trying to think of the name, but last day that I cared. That's a big one. And some odd reason, fear. Yeah, people love fear. Is a really big one. I think because it's weird. It's very weird. It's very, very (laughs) rough. It's really awesome. I mean, I love Rob Zombie and stuff like that. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. It's very Rob Zombie. Yeah. So, you know, it's exciting to us to see that everyone loved that record as well. Um, But then... You know, like like um, we had mentioned earlier, family stuff happened, and not just with us personally, but with mm-hmm. other members of the band as well. Um, just some personal things in our lives that we needed to get sorted out and figure out, and that you know took a little bit of time. Um, but we're all finally—I mean, me and Mark and the original bassist Matt Beal from you know, like we talked about, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, and the drummer Justin, who who was on Rebuild, yeah, he was on Rebuild and yeah. Pain. Um, we met up with him in two thousand twelve, so he's been with us for a long time. For a long time, mm-hmm. two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, all of us are back and so it's great to see everyone being so supportive and excited about this record and i don't know what it is but i'm telling you i'm sending you good vibes right now everyone is excited yeah and i mean our manager our booking our label us as band members as we're pumping out these songs and sending them to each other and hey check this out hey i I revised this or hey what do you think about this you know whatever so all of it everything that's going around like it's gonna be really good yeah like it's it's gonna be really good and the nice thing that we're doing again is so i produced the last record um pain and i've produced a lot of records and the reason why i produced it is every time we go to do like when we did Hanging On By A Thread or we did Rebuild, um, every manager that we had always said, man, the demo sounded so much better than the recording. And I always think, well, that was a jerk thing to say, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but at the same time, it's kind of like a compliment to me because I was the one doing the demos. And when we did Pain, it was like, well, we're self-funding it. So let's just do it ourselves. And this time around, you know, um, when we were talking in talks with the label, um, the first thing they said was, are you producing it? And I said, yeah. They were like, okay, good. Like, real excited that I was doing it because I feel like with me doing it, it makes it sound like us and not a producer trying to make us sound like somebody else. It sounds like the letter black. It's not going to sound like skillet. It's not going to sound like three days grace. It's going to sound like the letter Letter black. Black. And for me vocally, I feel so much more comfortable and it's so much more convenient to be able to do it here than, you know, spending two months in a different, state and sleeping in a hotel yeah and, and with three kids yeah oh, so, so, and that's, that leads to my next question you guys are doing all the record uh, well do with all you know because of all the circumstances going yeah. on yes. outside. you guys are doing all the, the recording there in-house yes yeah mm-hmm. so i have a nice built-out studio in our house um mm-hmm. the only thing that we won't do in my studio is the drums we're actually going to do it in a studio in pittsburgh it's i think it's called the cathedral because it was an old church that they converted into a recording studio. Um, it's got some really awesome gear. We're going to do it there, and then we're going to send it to get mixed. So all I do is record. I don't mix. Oh, okay. So, 
Yeah. But everything outside of the drums is being recorded here in house. Yeah. That's and awesome. that's what we did um, with pain as well. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And what the amazing thing is you wouldn't be able to tell. Like I, I, uh, like I'm not He's listening good. to. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, I, got an I got a lot in that studio too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got a lot. It's not like a tiny little home studio. It's, there's a lot to it, but yes. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't. Oh yes, I'm listening to Paint. Yeah, that was totally recorded in his garage. Yeah, I can totally. <laughs> no, it's it's high high quality. I I enjoyed that record. And uh, well, you want to know something funny? Talk about behind the scenes. Yes. I was. <laughs> and Mark Mark looks like uh, okay. I, know. I know where I she's know going. I know yeah, where I know she's where going. <laughs> I was nine months pregnant for half the record. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay, so like giant belly screaming some of these songs it was hilarious like people would not even believe this right now if they I, saw me it was ridiculous nah, but it was, i don't think weird. i'm going to be able to hear that record the same I know. Now, now. <laughs> and you know what's weird too about that record is we we actually we're in a different house now than we were when we were in that record yeah. in that record we were in a way smaller house we bought a bigger house because of the kids but um that house the studio was really tiny and uh i had her actually singing in a stairwell going to the basement and the stairwells i had no room in the studio so and i ran you the right acoustics but yeah it was yeah. hilarious we had yeah. cables running all through the house and i'm singing in a stairwell yeah. but it sounds good that's awesome you know that's... you just have to find the right spots <laughs> and the right acoustics but it takes somebody knowing too which he's mm. great at he has a great ear it takes you knowing and being able to hear you know the positioning of the mics and all the little details that's what pulls it together all mm -hmm. the little details and he's fantastic uh, you know to a fault like okay it sounds great just stop <laughs> you know but he's good <laughs> at the details and that's why it you know we get the results that we get and, and i think pain turned out great and this one I'm telling you, just look out. Yeah. It's going to be really it's good. It's definitely the best batch of songs yes. we've had going into the studio. Like, great, great yeah. songs. And, and it's, it's not going to be uh, all as heavy as Pain. We'll give yeah. you guys that little insider. There's going to be heavy ones on there like Pain. Mm -hmm. But yes, mm -hmm. not the whole thing. But not all of it. It's going to be really well-rounded. It's. I feel like it's going to be a mix of all three records that we've done. So if you liked Hanging On By A Thread, there's going to be some songs that you're really going to like. If you liked Rebuild, we're going to have some of that vibe. We're going to have some of the pain vibe. Um, but we also have some songs that I think are kind of a new vibe as well. So we have some songs that we're going to try to get like kind of on sync. And all I, all I mean by that is like we're going to really try pitching them for WWE, um, sporting events, things like that. We have a couple songs. We have two songs in particular for this record that's going to be really used in those kind of events. Oh, okay. So, like high energy? High oh, energy, UFC. Do you know blood or black? Yeah. High energy. But we're really <laughs> yes, gonna, sir, there will be. <laughs> we're really going to be pushing some things we've never pushed yet. If so. I can't headbang to it, there's something wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> You're listening to Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so, going to be good. So you guys, I know you announced that you did get signed with the label. Yes, yes, we yes. did. Woohoo! Yeah. Are we telling you? <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> well, that's yet. what I was going to say. I, I mean, I, I, of course, don't Not want to say yet. anything. But yes, you did get signed with a label. We're announcing it Friday. Like we that. are announcing it Friday. Okay. Okay. We have not told anybody yet, but we are announcing it this Friday. Yeah. All right. I will yeah, be we're there. Gonna, yeah, we're yes. putting up the post tomorrow, letting everyone know where to be and what time. But yes, we're making the announcement. And I guess I should say, would it be safe? 
to ask if there's a certain theme behind this new album, a feel. Oh, uh, that's good. No, that is very good. <laughs> well, based on no, well, that, with what you can say, I think that no, I think that it's like not really. No, half the songs we already currently have a theme. I don't know. Do we have a theme? Is there a theme? <laughs> Like I didn't prepare for this question. No, what kind of question is that? Nobody's okay, ever asked. So we'll go back. So, so hanging on by a thread is very eclectic. It's Do you very, mean musically or lyrically? Uh, maybe like the message. Um, yeah. I know you guys said you took a break. I would break. say this one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a, a feel of, of, and I'm not saying that's what it is, but maybe you're coming back. Maybe like a comeback theme, or maybe kind of like a reborn kind of theme. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <am> I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah. too deep. I'm going yeah, yeah. too deep. You're definitely going deep. No, you're no, not. You're, you're not. fine. It's... I'm just thinking. So <laughs> we are talking. I mean, we're still we're still talking about stuff that we've kind of talked about before, as yeah. far as um, you know, struggles. But there are some overcoming songs, of course, kind of mm -hmm. which we've always done with Letter Black. We've yeah. always, even if we talk about the real, you know, nitty gritty, we always give hope. Yeah. yeah at some point in the song you know there's yeah. always the hey it's bad but yeah. but that you know you can yeah. get out of it but you'll be okay but don't give up so it's the same type of message um now as there is something a little different now um i being a mom of kids eight five and three and they're only getting older. I, I have a slightly different perspective now than I did. When we started, I was a young kid myself mm -hmm. and I had fresh feelings and fresh memories of being a teenager and being a young adult and, you know, the angst and the turmoil and the things that I had dealt with when I was growing up and, yeah. and him with his stories and his inspirations and yeah. the stories of the people on the road that we heard, like we said about the father who lost his daughter, all this stuff. So we had drawn from that. Now as a mom, as any parent knows, you have a slightly different perspective and a slightly different view on the world. Yeah. Um, I still have all of those feelings and emotions and, and memories and inspiration from personal experience, but now I'm looking at it differently. Like my, you know, as my kids get older. So I feel like uh, some of these lyrics that I'm going to be targeting are going to be great for young adults and, you know, like thirties, twenties, teenagers, because yeah. now I'm looking at my kids. And so I'm thinking like, Hey, don't like already ahead. Like, Hey, don't believe the lies that you're going to be sucked into. Don't believe that you have to do this in order to be cool or because everyone else is doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I have a different perspective now. So I think lyrically some of that is going to come through too, but it reaches everybody, it does. you know. It's a more mature record. It is. Yeah. You're this older is our and fourth. wiser. Yep. Yeah. This is our fourth record. Everything from the guitar playing to the mm -hmm. vocals lyrics. to the lyrics. It's just a more mature record. It's, yeah. I would say it's the truest version that you're going to get of us. Yeah. Of, of who we actually really are. Yeah. This because as good as Pain was, it was, it's, it was exciting and fun, but it was out of my element. It was a hundred percent Mark Anthony, but for me, like I'm not used to talking weird and singing weird, and you know, <laughs> I had her way out yeah, he's like, try this, try that, and I yes. loved it, and it turned out epic. But I, you know, it was something where I was like pushing myself and experimenting, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, having fun. Um, but it wasn't really a hundred percent me, yeah. so to speak. So this one, 
like he said, it's just the most mature and the most 100% all of us. The drummer is giving even more insight, the bassist. It's like all of us are Bass super is a, in sync. Bass is a big key on this record. Mm-hmm. So it's something yes. we've never done before. Yeah. Mm, it's very I like bass. it already. Yes. Yeah, like it it's very yes. bass. There's one song on the record that starts with bass. It's yeah, it's, it's a so cool bass cool. riff. It's such a cool song. Yeah, and it's got, and that song has a very uh, grunge vibe to it. It's very different for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's stuff that you know me and Sarah love. Like we both love the grunge era. Yeah. You know, Alice and James. We love nineties. The nineties yeah, music, music was so good. You know what? I, I mean, wish I could go heavier. back to the nineties right now, no. where, where I could, where I could like talk to people and hug them. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's actually and like, go outside. I know. Yeah. We, you should have seen us earlier. We were at the grocery store and we were masked up and we we're hand sanitized, pump, 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 pump. Yes. You know, wash your hands and. And, and that, that's what, uh, when I got home, I was spraying all the groceries with disinfectant. Oh my goodness! That's what I was going to ask, actually. How you guys are? How you how oh, you guys yeah. are re- doing with that? Uh, but let me wrap up this uh, segment. So, a new album <laughs> coming out. They're going to release some new information on this coming Friday. Yep. So th- we're going to be waiting for that. I'm excited. I'm excited about what you guys are doing. And for for the last last segment. Yeah, I want to know how you guys are doing with all this crazy stuff. Like you were saying, you were recounting the story about going out in your mask. You went to, uh, Mark? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We had to shop for us and my mom. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy out there. And and as you can see, I have corona hair. (laughs) I haven't been able... (laughs) I have not been able to trim my hair for a month. Hey, he had my mom cut it, his. So, you know, we're doing what we got to do. Yes. Yeah, I, I do not have I do not have gray hairs, but if I did, I would be spraying the roots right now. <laughs> Just saying. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Just saying. It is. I'll take you know, it's such a weird time right now, but it's also I don't know. I actually it's weird saying this, but I actually kind of enjoy it. Um the closeness. Because, yeah, the closeness that it kind of makes you do it, it it's kind of seeing God through a crisis. You know, where where is God stand for you? when you're in a crisis, you know, what it, you know, do you lean on him? Do you blame him? Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, like everybody thinks the end of the world's coming. Like, listen, we went through way worse than COVID-19. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Way worse. Um, God will see us through this. Okay. Don't don't lose your faith. Yeah. Lecrae said something really great the other day. And I loved it. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was that whole thing of, you know, we've been through, my goodness, Hitler, all these things. Like, we will make it through this. Mm-hmm. God is not done with us, you know. And if he is, he'll take us home. So, yeah. That's exactly right. So, I want to thank you both for taking the time, sharing this part of your story, this part of your life that not a lot of people get to see. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. And, and as soon as, right, I turn, I turn into announcer voice, right? It is amazing. And also, <laughs> that Sarah and Mark hey, join us today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I do that sometimes on the intro. I'll be, hello, welcome to the Man yeah. Under Construction podcast. And then I, I get on the podcast, like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so I you just thank- got to start it and end it strong. That's, That's all. Right. <laughs> so I want to thank you both for, for taking the time uh, out of, I know you guys got three kids and Three, right? You got three kids? Yeah. We have three. Kids. Yeah. I know you guys got a busy schedule. And I want to thank you for sharing just a part of your life 
and, and letting people know who you are. I think the people out there who are your biggest fans will appreciate it. Just simply knowing that you two are just average individuals who go through life and just really hone their talent and use it for, for greater good for reaching yep. people out there. So thank you so much. Any last words you want to say? To the well, I want to thank there? you for having us on and for giving us a platform <laughs> to be yeah. able to share because it's not every day that we actually do get to, you know, show our real self and let you guys in yeah. more. Um, so thank you for the opportunity to share our hearts with you. Yep. Oh, it was the, the pleasure was all mine. And, uh, well, hopefully, when you know what? Hopefully, when the album does come out, I, I if it's possible, if you're not uh, too famous for me just yet, <laughs> uh, I'd have you back and, and we can talk about the album. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So you have my my email now, so you can just hit me up at any time. Yeah, so. you could totally cyberstalk him. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can get his. I can get his. Uh, we'll talk about this afterwards, but we'll, we will uh, end it here, and we will. Uh, Hopefully hear soon from Sarah and Mark again from the Letter Black. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again, Mark and Sarah, for taking the time to sit with me and share an aspect of your life that not a lot of people get to see. And I think people will appreciate it, especially people that love you guys, people that support you guys. Being able to see this part of you and, and getting that close, intimate look into your life and realize that behind the Letter Black and behind the music videos and behind the label, there's two individuals just trying to fulfill their purpose, doing what they feel called to do. And I really appreciated that. Your honesty and your vulnerability to share that was awesome. And I'm very humbled and very honored to have spoken to you. And before we go, before we go, I did promise my little brother, who is a big fan of The Little Black as well, that he would get a shout out. So I'll go ahead and let that happen. All right. I forgot one more thing, and we will add this to the end of the podcast. Yeah, my brother Aaron is a big fan of the Letter Black. And I have them here. I know he won't believe it. I'm looking at Sarah and Mark. <laughs> this awesome, good-looking couple right here. And I want to give, I want to ask if uh, Sarah and Mark will give my brother Aaron a shout out. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> we love you because you love us. Yes. So we love you. <laughs> and your brother is awesome. Your brother is oh, awesome. Man. If you guys, you guys picked fights as kids, just remember, are you older? I'm the oldest. You are. Yeah. See, I, I could tell how you talked about him. Just remember, he's older and wiser, right? Right? Yeah. He agrees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. the younger kid is always cooler. So there you go, Aaron. Oh, man. <laughs> you just threw him under the bus. <laughs> so there you go, Aaron. This was just for you. There you go.